Welcome to the Crypto Vibes Podcast, your weekly recap of news of what's happened in the world of crypto and Web3. This week has been one of those wow weeks, like wow, I can't believe that just happened. We know it's been a rough market and we hope you've had a good week. I'm your host, Neil Alonzo, and this is week 26 of 2022, episode 16. What we do is we catalog a lot of the news that we discovered throughout the week to share with you in a condensed fashion. That way you don't have to go search for it yourself or you know, deal with it all week. We just put it nice in the show notes for you so you can just click through all the different headlines that we're going to be sharing. Those can be found at CryptoPodcast.xyz. But before we get into everything, we have to give you some disclosures, which is we are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, brokers, or CPAs. We're merely sharing the information with you to hopefully be of help, but do not construe anything that we're saying as investment advice. In full transparency, this show is brought to you by Fort Brox, a crypto mining company. And yeah, that's interesting in this current climate right now. But we're not here to plug that. We're here just to give you the information and news that we found. It's always a moving target in the world of crypto and Web3. And this week's no different. We always say it. We know it's become cliche of what we say, but it definitely is a moving target. And the headlines for this week are led off by SEC Chair Gensler. He says, Bitcoin is not a security. So the question is, what about Ethereum? So we have a link to the article in our show notes. Another big piece of news is OpenSea warns of phishing attacks due to a data breach. So this is how it reads. A customer.io employee shared email addresses with an unauthorized external party. OpenSea warned users of fraudsters trying to impersonate the platform by using fake domain names. So it appears that you also have to be careful with who you work with, not just your own platform. If this is the case, this does not look good for customer.io. Unfortunately, Voyager Digital is added to the list of the latest that have now announced it is temporarily suspending trading, deposits, withdrawals, and loyalty rewards. This was effective by 2 p.m. Eastern time today, today being July 1st at the time of this recording. This is what we mean. Wow. Like, wow. In some adoption news, HTC's new Metaverse phone includes crypto and NFT wallet. The HTC Desire 22 Pro comes preloaded with Viverse, quote-unquote, apps to navigate the metaverse and manage your crypto and NFTs. I mean, it's interesting that the hardware makers are doing this. It's a software play, but it will have some hardware implications at some point in time, we would imagine. So is Apple just going to come in in the next few years and just completely crush other phone makers? Because how many times have other phone makers always had more features than Apple? But Apple comes around and just does it a little bit better. I mean, I guess that could be an opinion, but that's the opinion of myself, at least. And some cool celebrity diving into all things crypto. Kevin Hart is doing so with an NFT and metaverse pool. So starting Thursday, July 7th, fans and collectors will be able to purchase one of 10,000 unique, quote, confessions from the heart NFTs, reflecting Hart himself and his characters in the special. And this is at web3.kevinhartnation.com. NFTs provide a way to authenticate ownership of a specific piece of digital content. And so in this case, there will only be one official owner of each Heart NFT that is minted. Heart's NFTs will be available for about $65 each, which fans can purchase with a credit card or Ethereum-based currency. That's a potential haul of about $650,000. But this is tied to what you'll see on his website 
is his show that he's coming out with that's going to be on Roku. But a bigger implication is seeing how creators can utilize crypto and Web3 tech to enhance the content and the experience that they have with their viewers. Because if you think about it, if the show bombs, or maybe it's on for 10 years, doesn't matter. He can now deliver content directly to them in a membership fashion, so he gets to take his viewers with him wherever he goes. The headline on this one reads, A major crypto exchange abandons Ethereum. Is the world's computer falling behind? Question mark. This is a Coindesk article. So it says, last week, crypto derivatives exchange DYDX announced that it will be leaving Ethereum ecosystem and launching its own blockchain within the Cosmos ecosystem. According to the DYDX's founder, a new chain will allow the platform to provide the best possible experience for its users, enabling the platform to more easily customize things like fee structures and transaction speeds. Fee structures and transaction speeds is kind of the bane of Ethereum's existence, which is supposedly why 2.0 is going to be fixing that. We are too skeptical that it will fix it. And I have to say, we're fans of the Cosmos system. But we are rooting for Ethereum to, you know, hit a home run. In some unfortunate news, Harmony Attacker moves over 44 million worth of stolen Ether, authorities alerted. Harmony is working with two blockchain tracing and analysis firms and collaborating with the FBI, developers said. This is news that we don't really need right now, but at the same rate, there's going to be bad news and bad times, and it's going to weed out a lot of, you know, I guess you'd like to call them bad actors, however you want to play it you know, less sound business models. But yeah, even in a bear market, the news hits a little harder when it's not good news. In some Ethereum merge updates, Ethereum activates Gray Glacier hard fork merge likely in September. The byline on this reads, the hard fork pushed back the so-called difficulty bomb, which has been gradually slowing Ethereum block production, improving performance in the short term. The merge has not been scheduled, but the new timing of the difficulty bomb points to when Ethereum core developers think it will take effect. This was an article on blockworks.co. As for us, we're in the mining game, so the difficulty bomb is something that we're very cognizant of and very eager to see what happens. In some related news, Anchor Digital to introduce Ether staking for institutions has moved to proof-of-stake approaches. The crypto custody firm is enrolling customers a few months ahead of Ethereum's planned transition to a proof of stake mechanism. And in some more just wow news, FTX is close to buying BlockFi for just 25 million. Now, in response to the reports, BlockFi CEO Zach Prince tweeted this afternoon of July 1st, I can 100% confirm that we aren't being sold for 25 million. I encourage everyone to trust only details that you hear directly from at BlockFi. We will share more with you as soon as we can because there's a lot of chatter out there. So that was an article on Coindesk, but then there's also another article on decrypt.co that talks to the same story, but there's just little nuances and difference between the stories, although most of it is the same. And FTX clearly has you know deep pockets because they just cut down claims that it plans to acquire Robinhood. Robinhood's stock surged by 15% after Bloomberg reported that FTX was looking to acquire the popular trading app. So was it just a rumor? Was it real? You know, so if Robin Hood's stock went up, you know, there's, there's a lot of things at play here. 
More exchange news. Crypto.com removes Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, and others from the EARN program. The crypto exchange is cutting those coins and 13 other coins from EARN, but adding Zill, Near, and FTM. Crypto.com does some interesting stuff, don't they? Intel is shipping crypto mining ASIC at the worst possible time. This is on the register.com. Intel has begun shipping its cryptocurrency mining block scale ASIC slightly ahead of schedule, and the timing could not be more unfortunate as digital currency values continue to plummet. That's the byline in the article. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of the opinion that if it costs less, you know, we've seen numbers as much as $5,600 for an ASIC machine. That's pretty awesome. So, I mean, if it's true and you can get your hands on one, we're going to see if we can. But again, that's not investment advice. Russian parliament approves tax break for issuers of digital assets. This was on Reuters. And more news, Cosmos Hub set to introduce, quote, interchange security within three months. This was an article on theblock.co. In case you hadn't heard, Yuga Labs lawsuit accuses writer rips of, quote, scamming consumers with fake board apes. The suit claims that the artist's deliberate effort to devalue Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs is no mere monkey business. They just get so witty, don't they, with their bylines? End quotes. Goldman Sachs downgrades Coinbase shares and predicts 60% revenue decline. America's biggest crypto exchange is laying off 18% of its workforce. A Goldman analyst said that's not enough. This is all speculation, but... I think Goldman Sachs is finding a little perverse pleasure in what's happening to the crypto market. Celsius clashes with lawyers over Chapter 11 bankruptcy per report. Celsius execs believe most users would prefer the troubled cryptocurrency lender avoid the uphill task of bankruptcy. Yeah, avoiding bankruptcy is probably the best choice, but we don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people actually know the reality of their situation. But if you're talking about bankruptcy, things are pretty bad. Crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital plunges into liquidation. A court in the British Virgin Islands has ordered the liquidation of Singapore-based Three Arrows Capital, underlying the crisis gripping the cryptocurrency sector, Sky News learns. So that's Sky News that was reporting that. Yeah, more shitty news. And in the world of mining, things got a little rough for Compass Mining this week. So here's two stories and headlines, right? Compass Mining CEO and CFO resign. Company cites setbacks and disappointments. Okay. The byline says the Bitcoin mining firm elevates two executives to intern co-CEOs in bid to achieve the next level of growth. This was written or this headline came out on the same day as it says, Compass Mining loses facility after allegedly failing to pay power bill. So the byline on that says the facility owner Dynamics Mining publicly took to Twitter to share the letter terminating its hosting agreement with Compass Mining, saying it had unpaid bills. You know, friends of ours are working with Compass Mining and their Bitcoin mining offering. Some of the emails that Compass Mining had sent to their customers, you know, address these things. But they also have orders for ASIC machines that now have been pushed back. So it's not all gravy there. And unfortunately, you know, things like this are happening. The business model of mining is something that you really have to look hard at. And it's not something to not be trifled with. We're in the business and, you know, we want to see mining companies flourish. We don't want to see anybody, you know, 
have bad days, have bad issues, but at the end of the day, running a PL on a mining business, you really have to, you know, focus on your numbers. Yes, the people behind a lot of it, I would believe, are into this to hold on for the appreciation play that we believe too will come back. Again, this isn't investment advice, but we're just sharing our opinions, right? Grayscale Bitcoin Trust trades 35% lower than BTC price after the exchange traded fund denial. So that's kind of a big deal in Grayscale space right now. And there's an article with more information on decrypt.co. Coinbase is reportedly selling geolocation data to ICE. Watchdog Group Tech Inquiry reported the new details about the three-year contract with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. This was on Coindesk. So this was an op-ed piece that we discovered. NFT artists struggled to price mints amid crypto crash. Well, yeah, but there's something to read in there. So check it out. That's on blockworks.co. Bank of America says, quote, crypto winner concerns haven't frozen investor interest. The byline blockchain technology is the most significant evolution of software since the internet, the report said. Moving on, Chris Dixon of Andreas and Horowitz tweets about the downturn. It's a pretty cool thread if you're a Twitter fan. There's a lot of talk lately about the possibility of a prolonged financial downturn reminiscent of 2008. 2008 was a difficult time for many people. That's how the tweet leads off, and it's a full thread, so you should check it out. In a great foreword titled, What the Hell is Going On with Crypto Lending? This is a term sheet article that Jessica Matthews had penned, or a foreword, I should say, within that newsletter. So click the link and check it out. Headline says, hurry up with crypto ID checks, FATF tells countries, after the potentially privacy-busting, quote, travel rule for crypto transfers, global standard setters at the Financial Action Task Force have their eyes on DeFi, NFTs, and unhosted wallets. ID verification is one of the biggest things that we would love to see with blockchain technology. When you look at these efforts of that whole Web5 piece that Jack Dorsey's talking about. But when you look at that slide deck, it talks substantially about ID. And some off-crypto news, but still pretty much into it. Copyright Royalty Board confirmed streaming royalty rates for publishers and songwriters. It reads, in a big win for the publishing and songwriting community, the Copyright Royalty Board reaffirmed the 15.1% headline rate increase in royalties paid by the streaming services for the 2018 to 2022 period. The rate was decided in 2018, but streaming services Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google, and Pandora appealed the following year, arguing that the increase will make their business models untenable in light of the billions of dollars that they already pay in royalties. How does this relate to crypto? Well, a lot of creators are moving towards Web3 and crypto technologies, such as blockchain. So, having said that, it's going to be interesting to see how it gets embraced and how it may work within the streaming world. Because imagine this, imagine there's a decentralized streaming service. The creators, the artists themselves, then enable those decentralized streaming services to play off of their you know, tokenized music on decentralized hosting platforms. So it gets real interesting when you start putting pieces together of this puzzle to create something new, but creating that base layer purely decentralized i mean that's a challenge just simply because it's hard not to want to have skin in the game as anybody building something for mass adoption and use 
not everything is going to be released like Bitcoin. And in our final bit of news this week, at least, you know, for this show, Snoop Dogg says during the crypto bear market, weeded out those abusing the opportunities. He also said record labels soon will realize their IP is, quote, better served on the blockchain than sitting in the catalog collecting cobwebs. The man knows his stuff, big fan of his music, and a big fan of his brain these days. So we hope you have enjoyed the Crypto Vibes podcast this week. If you found value in what we're doing, please share with others. Who doesn't like to share value? Again, all the headlines we referenced are going to be available at CryptoPodcast.xyz to click through to our sourced material of what we discovered throughout the week. We'd like to thank Good Soup Music for you know providing that song at the intro and exit of this show. I am your host, Neil Alonzo. The show is produced by Wizard Cats and Vocal Visual. As you may have been able to tell, we're big fans of crypto, so we hope, you know, if you're involved with crypto, that your portfolio goes up in the future. Have a great holiday weekend.